Hey, RealChurchMatters.com. I'm Forrest Hall. You're here with Antoinette as well of Likewise Life. Likewise Life. Tons of inspirational articles and other things that she finds interesting that, that builds her faith. Yep. They can find you on Instagram at Go Do Likewise. Awesome. So we want to say a special thank you to those who have been listening to us. We've been slowly but surely seeing the momentum build. The listenership is going up and the uh, the range of reach in which we're having is growing as well. Hello to the three listeners, or the, the three people that listened in New Zealand this week. So I'm excited about that. My goal has always been to share the word and from a, a, a point of view that causes people to be excited about engaging with the word themselves. Never do I want to come out and make it seem like we know everything. But we know the no one Bible who... No Bible scholars yeah. here. Exactly. We know the one who knows everything. And we're constantly challenging ourselves to engage with him. And hopefully that's contagious and causes you to engage with him as well. So, without further ado, episode six... We're going we're gonna to call this one Serious Inquiries Only. Mm-hmm. And this conversation started in a car. And both of us were talking. <clears throat> and we were talking about how interesting it is that our conversations, our interactions can have been so focused on our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of me making it sound nice. Our conversations have been a lot about Jesus. Yes. I've even got a, gotten accused of always being on some Jesus stuff. So. <laughs> always I being got my first on some time. Jesus yeah. stuff. You got it for your yeah. first time? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, like, do I get a card or something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to know that you get to taste it now. Since for a great deal of our interactions when you were younger, yes. I was being mm-hmm. the one that was constantly on some Jesus yes. stuff. So. It's interesting because we can get into a place where we feel, you know what, they're right. You know, I I don't have to always be talking about this. Mm -hmm. You know know what I mean? Yeah. And one thing I brought up was it's interesting that we would feel that way because it's like we want Christ in our life to give us a sense of peace. But we don't want to... him for anything else right. it's like once he starts to take over everything that's when it's like whoa whoa i, I ain't know it was all that <laughs> right like, right it's like like you you enjoy christ in one way but when he does what he literally came to do which is take over your life mm-hmm. you're like wait a sec right I didn't want that. You see him in everything. Like you can't even watch a movie without, you know, seeing a spiritual side to things. You talk to people, it's, especially for people like me who are non-committal. It's like, geez. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're like, I needed you when I wanted to kill myself, but now that I want to <laughs> live, you can just kiss it. stay away. Like, just stay where you're at. I didn't need that much Jesus. Right. Exactly. You know what did you say? I need just a little more Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like that. Like he that. doesn't like work mm-hmm. like that. He is a takeover yes. type of he person. He doesn't come in increments. <laughs> he doesn't. And so I thought it was interesting that we were having that conversation. And one of the things that I realized that I want to share with the the listeners is we have to do a better job 
of sharing with people what this walk is about. So let me do that for you right now. If you are a Christian and you're a believer and you weren't really told how much of your life will be inundated and taken over and overwhelmed about God. When you were singing the song about a consuming fire and you didn't realize he literally is a consuming fire. I want you to know, like, it's not too late to just tap out, tap out. You know, you could find a hobby. You could crochet. (laughs) You can do macrame. You know, you could pick up an instrument. You can start walking. Join a yoga class. You can join a yoga class. Yeah. You can join a spa, get weekly massages. There are a lot of things that will give you a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. But if you really want a peace of mind, you know, this is what it looks like. This is what it is. Total takeover. If you're not ready for that, yeah. What does the scripture say? He says, I will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on me. So what I'm saying is I want the peace, God, but I don't want to have to think about you all the time. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you said you said uh, this is different from me being a person that's noncommittal. You got to explain it. I don't like making commitments. to You say it about me all the time. Even the fact that we've had a business together for eight years is amazing because I'm just not. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Gemini thing or what. I just I don't like commitments. Not even gym memberships. Like I just hate (laughs) commitments altogether. So how does a person who doesn't like commitment find a way to commit themselves to Christ? Oh, you're asking me? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's it's not really a choice, really, for me. I feel like it's it's more of like a, I don't know, I'm having a brain fart right no, now. No, no, just answer it. You know what I mean? Like, what what is it? What about do you, oh, that keeps me committed? Yes. Why are you around here? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, you just got to just just feel free. Commit to an answer here. <laughs> um, I think it takes, like we said, it, it's it's a total takeover. It's like, I guess I don't get what you're asking. I'm asking. Well, like what? How, how are you able to? to go no, don't, don't worry about the direction. How, how are you able to deal with? Being a non-committal person. Oh, I see. And trying to commit your life to Christ. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's definitely hard work. It's not easy, but it's a lot of it's like reminding myself of what I believe. You know, like like I said, when you even doing stuff like watching movies and having conversations with people, like conf- constantly. Um, re- 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 oh, I cannot talk right. Going back to my faith, like always filtering everything through my faith and filling myself with my faith so I can live it out. So so let me ask you this. I I, don't, I didn't think this would turn into an interview, but I'm curious right no, now. No, it's fine. Um, what is it that you think your Christianity was all about? What did you come into it thinking it would be? You know, like people are in a right. relationship and... 
they have an idea how they think this is going to go. And then when it doesn't go to how they expect it, they're surprised. Or maybe they're pleasantly surprised that it's better than what they expected. But what were your expectations? What did, you know, were you taught? How, how did the engagement of Christianity get sold to you? I think, like you said, when you come into it, you're broken, you're in pain, and you just want relief. Like, period, from all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what it takes. I just don't want to have to deal with this stuff anymore. And that was kind of my coming to Christ type thing. When did that happen? What age was that? Probably around 23-ish, I would say. Even though I was born and raised in church, it didn't really start to sink in until that age. Until you were <clears throat> you were until hurt. Until I was hurt enough. <laughs> you were hurt and you were like, oh. This world has nothing for yeah. me. But it's interesting stuff. that Christianity yeah. and church has always been connected. The engagement with Christ has always been that we are the hurt right. that needs Christ to heal us. Mm-hmm. But never understanding or engaging with why he wanted to heal you. Right. Like, why does he want answer in that hole? So answer that could go back out. that <laughs> <laughs> come back again. <laughs> and then come back again. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's, most, that's the extent of most people's relationship. That is. That is. And that's why we're saying if that's your engagement with Christ, we're coming to destroy that mm-hmm. notion. Yeah. And really, you can find other things that could possibly make you feel better. Time heals all wounds, you, you know, to yeah. a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But to come to Christ is not so much to be healed. But to be put to use. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, Christ is like that dude that goes around to yard sales and junkyards, finds things that are kind of working, kind of okay, <laughs> needs a little fixer upping. Right. He restores them, right. makes their value greater than what it was, puts them to use. Mm hmm. It's interesting how we're willing to give our hurt and pain, but when it comes to that totality that we're, that God requires, it's like a problem. It's something that I always used to say to myself, and probably wasn't me saying it to myself, probably was God saying it to me, but you would enjoy hurt a lot more if it didn't hurt. The only reason we don't like hurt is because it hurt. <laughs> so what am I saying? I'm saying we would enjoy the situations we're in if they didn't hurt. The only reason we want out of the situation is because it hurts. The only reason you want out of that relationship with that man is because he's hurting you now. Whether emotionally, physically, whatever it is. The only reason you want out of that job isn't because the job doesn't pay good. It's not just because the job isn't fulfilling. It's because something about the job is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in a place of uncomfortability, we're ready to go. But we don't know when we jump in with Christ, he takes us from one uncomfortability to another. another. Mm-hmm. That's, that works towards his goal, his mission. Yeah. He's, what does it say? Take my yoke upon you. Because it's easy. Mm-hmm. My the burden, burden is, is light. But guess what's still there? The burden. A burden. Mm-hmm. And guess what's still there? A yoke. And for those of you who don't know, A yoke is not talking about Y-O-L-K. Egg yoke. Egg yoke. We're talking about Y-O-K-E, which is an apparatus that they stick on livestock in order to attach to the livestock a plow or some other uh, agricultural tool 
that can help do a work. And so when the livestock has the yoke on it, the yoke is rested upon their neck. They know it's time to do what? Work. Work. So when he says, take my yoke upon me, he's saying, right now you got somebody else's yoke. Even mm-hmm. that's, that, that scripture just lets you know, somebody else's yoke is on oh, you right yeah. now. So you're getting to work for someone else. He says, now you're going to get to work for me. Mm-hmm. And my burden is light. You used to tell me when I was younger, like, I used to tell you how Christianity was so brainwashing and stuff. And you used to always be like, well, you're being brainwashed anyway. Yeah. Like, somebody's getting over on you anyway. It's just not God. <laughs> I'm here to brainwash you. Right. I'm here to manipulate you. Just not for evil. That's right. I'm here to influence you. Just not for evil. Mm -hmm. For good. Imagine if people had as much passion and energy to take advantage of people for the better. For to to take advantage of people for their advantage. Mm. Imagine if you took advantage of people for God's advantage. That's all we doing. That's for literally all we're doing, and it's the work. So we get caught up in the matter of doing the work, and all of a sudden something hits us and says, you deserve a break today. You don't have to always be like this. Mm -hmm. You have a roommate, right? Yeah. Your engagements with that roommate are sometimes where you feel like you're working. No different than I have a family. Mm -hmm. Sometimes with my siblings or with my parents, I feel like I'm working. Yep. All 24 hours a day. It's all around on the clock. Man, I, why, why am I thinking about them while I'm at the movies? Yeah. Why am I worried about them when I'm just trying to relax and enjoy myself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's something I can't run from. It's that burden. Because it's the burden. Mm-hmm. He gave me a burden of love. That's right. That's why it's light. People say they want love until love gets put around your neck and you say, get the work. Mm. You only want the love that is for you, not the love that is put on you for someone else. Mm. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Serious inquiries only. That's That's what God wants. He says, I'm looking for people. I'm looking to heal them. But in my healing them, I'm looking for them to get to work. I'm looking for them to be put to use. It's uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable like it used to be. It's painful, but not painful like it used to be. Mm. It's burdensome, but not burdensome like it used to be for you. Nowadays, I'm like, man, I'm constantly talking to people about the word. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable for me because I'm not a people person. Mm -hmm. But God's like, do you remember what you used to be? Used to be not a people person. Used to be scared of your own shadow. Used to be locked in your room, depressed, angry, frustrated, disconnected from the world, disillusioned with the world. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you have a compassion for them. You love them. You care for them. You care for their better. You want to see them do greater than you. Look what I've done to you. I didn't just heal you from that mess. I put something on you to be able to heal somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's what you're here to do as a Christian. If you thought you was here for anything else, find another thing to connect with. Serious inquiries only. We're tired of people 
who only want, who are applying for this job only for the benefits. <laughs> yeah, they just want that 401k. And- Ooh, this job pay 80k. <laughs> We're tired of those people. We want people who are connecting with this, who are applying. Why? Because they have a passion for the work. Yeah. I was dealing with a young person yesterday. We tutor. In tutoring her, she said that she wanted to be an interior designer. Mm. She wanted to be an interior designer until she looked up and saw how much they made on average. She said, that's not enough. It's like 40, 50. Maybe some of the better ones get 80. Mm-hmm. But it's not guaranteed. And so she's like, I want something else. So she looked up something else and said, oh, they make over 100K. That's what I want to be. That's what somebody should do to Christians, though. They should see how much Christians make. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, seriously. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. When you look at what we make out of what we have going on. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not so much. Beyond the money, yeah. yeah. But the juice ain't worth the squeeze to a lot of people because guess what? They don't like the juice. Yeah, they don't have that acquired taste. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> yeah. the juice. You ain't even going to put your engagement to it. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. That's why we call it serious inquiries only. Because we want people who really love the work to apply. That's right. If you only love the benefits, you won't do the work. You'll get fired. It's time. But how do you how do you feel like people realize that? Like, do you feel like there was a point where you realized it, or do you think people absolutely thanks for asking that question? (laughs) That's an excellent question. The moment I realized it was two years ago. And and mind you, I've been an active participant of the faith since I was ordained a minister at 23. Mm -hmm. But it was about two years ago where I'm so active. I'm doing stuff in the church. I'm working. I'm following all the tenets I think I should be following. But I'm noticing that the people around me that I love are falling apart. And I'm like, I'm putting so much energy, but we're I'm losing people right. to life. Hmm. The very things they wanted are now nooses around their necks just choking them. Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm losing them. I'm losing the people. It's not, and it's not just the, the church people. And I love them too. But now I'm looking around, I'm losing my loved ones. They're not dying. They're not strung out on drugs. They're not alcoholics. I'm losing them in the faith. Mm -hmm. They're losing their passion. Mm -hmm. They're depressed. They're sad. They're frustrated. And I'm just working. Spending hours on end. Preparing messages. Preaching. Teaching. Sharing. But losing the very people that are right beside me. They should be partnering with me in the faith. Mm -hmm. And I realized... I'm looking at this wrong. The part of Christianity that helps me, I'm not using it to help somebody else. Mm. Because when I'm with my family, I want to have fun. When I'm with my family after a hard day of preaching and teaching and sharing the word, sometimes you want to come home and just laugh with Mm -hmm. your sisters and brothers and Joke with your parents. 
you know, the people that are around you, you want to just engage with them on a very human level. Mm -hmm. But you realize, I realized that what I was, what I wanted is a life that took me to a dark place. I wanted a part of that life. But not all of it. And that's crazy because you as a minister, like you said, a person who spent all this time doing all this stuff and you just want to come home to relax. <laughs> Keyword, relax. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And God had to have this sobering moment with me where he's like, you're always on the job. Get to work. Mm-hmm. And I, I really remember that transition with you, too, because I started to feel like all of our conversations were Dr. Phil, like, <laughs> like the transformation happened. Yeah. And what I was doing was really learning how to care and be compassionate mm-hmm. to it. It is not about preaching on people. It's about talking right. and engaging with them and understanding them. Right. And being there for them. And I realized that I was doing a lot of the things that we hit run. You know what I'm saying? Like people want to come in, work, go home. This isn't that type of job. Mm -hmm. We're in it for the long haul. It's 24-7, 365. There's no breaks. No sick days. No sick days. No vacation. No letting up. There's times where I'm sick and I'm still being asked to do. Even sometimes for myself, I'm like, I just want to sit here and sulk in my sickness. And God's like, no, no, you're not going to sit there and sulk. You're going to sit there and you're going to remember that I'm here with you. Remember that my grace abounds, that I'm healing you even as you lay. I don't want to think about God right now. I want to lay here with this box of tissues and this Theraflu and this Netflix and binge watch until my eyes close. He's like, no. No. I don't get a moment off. And the reason why I don't need a moment off is because any engagement with that part of me opens me up for the other part of me. Mm. That brought me to God in the, the first, first place. place. Yeah. It's interesting when you start doing it, it's like you don't want to withhold it anymore. When you realize what he can do through, you know, your words and when you act out of compassion, it makes it that much easier to keep going. Yeah. To understand it, it's okay to always be on because even the people who are commenting about it critically are benefiting from you being on. Amen. And I noticed it. While they have something to say with you always being on, they got more to say when you off. They just That's do. That's true. So we had this, uh, there's a ton of scriptures that I was reading about to kind of prepare for this. But one that stood out to me was Christ's engagement with the rich young ruler in Mark 10 verses 17 through 30. And the first thing about it is he said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And I thought that that's a cool place to start because one of the things about this serious inquiries only is that we as Christians tend to come to Christ with an intended purpose. And that usually is to gain 
some benefit of our own. In most people, it's even just purpose, like just to feel fulfilled in this life. Yeah. So for this man, he wanted to know how he could get to heaven. Right. Why was he focused on heaven? Because it was the only thing he didn't have. He had heaven on earth. How do we know? Because he was a rich man. Rich people tend to enjoy certain elements of this life. And so for him, he only wanted what he could not attain himself. Mm-hmm. So this rich young man, he comes to Jesus and he's like, how can I inherit heaven? Help me, good teacher. Mm-hmm. Jesus creates a sense of levity with him. He says, there's none good but the father. I promise you, there's nobody good but the father. And he says, you know the commandments. Jesus, having never met this guy before, he said, you know the commandments. You do not murder. You do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud or steal steal from others in a deceitful way. Honor your mother and father. And he says, teacher, I've kept all of these since my youth. Reminded me of myself. For me, I thought I had a right to ask of God because of what I did not do. And I didn't realize that because that was the whole of our relationship, there was a hole in our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what are you actually doing? You spend all that time not doing all this stuff. Exactly. I'm not doing anything. I'm just trying to figure out how I can get something else. Mm -hmm. Because we all come with a need. Yeah. That's, Even the rich yeah, young ruler. That's the that. gist of what we're saying today is that everybody comes to Christ with a need, but then they're upset when he has a need of you. Mm. Serious inquiries only. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Jesus said, why did he love him? He said, I don't know why he loved him. I'm going to assume because he could see what it was that was important in this man's life. Right. He saw him as helpless and blameless. He saw him in a way that we rarely see ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't see that we're prime for Christ to come in and help us. We don't see that we need help. We don't see what it is that needs to be fixed with Mm -hmm. us. You see, because he came in, he's like, well, the only thing that I need you to do is get me into heaven. Jesus is like, no. Even the way he's saying it, like his whole stance, Jesus is like, yeah. <coughs> he's like, you know the commandments, you know, don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. But there's something more to us. There's something more for us. And so he said, hey, man, I know that, you know, you've been keeping these since your youth, but there's one thing you lack. One thing you lack. What is it that the young ruler lacked? He said, go sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Jesus knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Is Jesus asking for us to give all that we have? Am I saying, Force or Antoinette, telling you, the listener, give all that you have? As far as physical as far as your money, your clothes, he said, sell it all. Give it all to the poor. If you think that from that scripture, you missed the point. What he's really saying 
is what are you willing to give for what you say you want? Mm -hmm. Which says more about you than giving it up would any day. Yeah. Think about when you you said at 23, you came to Christ. Mm -hmm. You were hurting. What in the world were you willing to give to be made whole? Anything. Anything. At that moment, yeah. <laughs> at that, moment. <laughs> that, that particular <laughs> split millisecond, yeah. Exactly. But it says so much about the fact that we lose that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It dwindles away. Shows where the Christian faith is not focusing on what matters. Shows how we don't build people up to build on that feeling or that way of thinking. And so it slowly dissolves into a thing where we're constantly asking, but never willing to give. Mm. And so so, since we're never willing to give, we're never in our heart to truly receive. (laughs) He's going to miss out on heaven because he's not willing to give. Right. To get it. Because I'm not always hurt and broken. Like, I'm not always feeling like that. I'm, I may be happy. Like, but you uh, better always be willing. That's right. To give. Give what? Give any and everything. Mm-hmm. For something that you want. And willing is such a strong word yeah. when you say it. Yeah. It'd be no different than if he, was, he wasn't talking to Jesus. If he was just talking to a woman. And he says, I want to be with you. And she says, well, if you want to be with me, then give up all your money. Give it to the poor. He'd be like, I want to be with you, but I don't want to be with you like that. <laughs> and then she say, well, serious inquiries only over here. All right. That's Christ. Yeah. He's looking for the serious person. And we show him how serious we are when we show him what we're willing to give for what he has. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It, some people only want something when it's on sale. And some people want it no matter what the price. Mm. That has to be us. As a believer, as a Christian, we have to be like that. And do you feel yourself dealing in those 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 type of ideologies right now? Do you feel yourself engaging with that thinking right now? Yeah. Definitely. How? I don't know. Uh, well, you do know because you <laughs> said, said you deal with it. When you think about the fact that you you find yourself kind of feeling weird at how much you're doing for Christ, but you don't feel weird at how much you ask from Him. Mm-hmm. Do you get, you get what I'm saying? Mm-mm. We're we never feel a way about asking God, right? But we all of a sudden feel a way when he puts an ask in us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you took a pause and you was like, yo, I'm tired of always feeling like I'm on Jesus. Oh, right. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm tired of always feeling like I'm I'm at work. Mm-hmm. But then you love talking about the benefits the job gives you. You love talking about the next time your boss is going to pay you. Serious inquiries only. Do you know what I'm saying? So, do you understand what I'm saying with that? How how does that? How do you engage with that now? Even hearing just now, hearing what I'm saying about how this 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 should be the mentality should be for us. 
I think, it, like I said, it becomes easier when you realize, you know, what you're doing it for. Like, it makes it, like I said, when you know the power of your words and those things really matter. So what it, are you willing to give up? That's the challenge. I, I, I don't mean to ask you these questions, but for all intents and purposes, you represent everybody that's listening. And so I'm I'm asking you rhetorically, but you can also answer if you want. But what are we willing to give up to get what we say we want from God? This man wasn't willing to give up the world to have eternity. Comfort, I think. It, no, 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 no. It, but it, it, it's something that we all need to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. For him, he wasn't willing to give up riches for eternal riches, or as Jesus said, heavenly treasure. Right. If you value this heavenly treasure so much that you're asking me for it, mm-hmm. why won't you give up your earthly treasure? Oh, you want your cake and, and eat it too. too. Doesn't work like that. I think for most people, it's like I said, comfort. Like You're not willing to be uncomfortable for something other than yourself, I think. Yeah. We're not willing to be uncomfortable for anything other than ourselves, but yet we ask for so much in exchange for nothing. That's not the way this works. When you apply for this this position, when you say, I want to be a Christian, you're not just saying, I want to be whole, but you're saying, I want to be put to use. Mm -hmm. I want to be fixed up so I can get to fixing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to restore a car and just sit, have it sit in a garage. I'm going to make it whole so I can show it off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? God's going to show off his work so that other people might see it mm-hmm. and want to know your God. You think he changed your heart just for you to never talk to people and share your heart? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. You think he changed the way you think just for you to never even use your mind in any capacity that can change a person or change a situation for a person? Mm-hmm. We're in a position where we want to engage with God, but when he truly engages with us, we realize it's a marriage. And we didn't bargain for that. <laughs> Serious inquiries only. They used to say, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? What was they saying? They saying, why would you commit yourself to something that never ask of a commitment from you? That gives to you with no questions asked. That's not God. Mm-hmm. Even right here, he ain't just giving out heaven. What are you willing to give to get it? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give my life for eternity. Because compared to eternity, my life ain't that much. I'm willing to live my life for eternity. Mm-hmm. Because living my life for anything else, it ain't worth that much. This is serious stuff for serious people who are dealing with a serious faith, who love a serious God seriously. We go further and he's saying 
22, dis, di, di, he's disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Now, mind you, Jesus never said, you can't have heaven. Right. He didn't. He said, you can have it if you're willing to give of yourself. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he walked away disheartened and disappointed and sorrowful, not because Jesus turned him away, but because he denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. He had too much to lose. He had all his we, riches. The reason why we're having an issue with being Jesus all the time is because we feel like we got something to lose. Whether it's my coolness, whether it's my whatever, talk, whatever, sister, talk. my pers- the perception you have of me, I have all of that to lose by being this Jesus person. Keep keep it real. I'm, that's not, no, I'm being is honest. Is that how that's, you feel? Yes. It just came up because you asked me earlier and I couldn't think of anything. But that's I think for me, that's what it is. That's what it is. From the from the mer- moment I said the moment from the moment <laughs> we hit record on the first podcast, guess what you've been doing? Giving up yourself mm-hmm. in exchange for something greater. Yep. The f- I'm 36. You know, there's certain things that I've I've given up, and then there's certain things I still have to give up. So he's always challenging me on what what are you willing to give up? Mm-hmm. But when it came to doing this podcast, I hit that wall myself because I said, not am I afraid to bear myself, but am I worth bearing myself? Mm. Do I have anything worth saying? What if somebody hears what I say and says that ain't true or that ain't right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having to meet with my apprehension. I had to lay my fears on the table. That's right. I had to give my fear. Are you willing to give your fears up for this? Yeah. Yes. Or how you were talking about last week with you, you said you weren't afraid to, you know, look silly and wipe his feet with your hair, like how in the Bible. That's like, the one of the first things that I lost, probably around your age. You're 27, right? I'll be 27. Yeah, yeah. You'll be 27 in a couple months. It was around your age, after four or five years of being a youth minister, did I realize I had to give up trying to be cool. Mm. I had to give up trying to be the cool, hip youth guy, youth minister. <laughs> hey, he raps. He makes beats. What happens when that stuff is gone? What happens when I'm sitting in a room with a young woman who just found out she's pregnant at 16? And I, I don't have a beat for that. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no hip slang for that. Mm-hmm. There's no room for any of that. In There's the no world. room for any of that. This is serious stuff now. Mm-hmm. And I ain't got nothing serious because I'm playing. I think you just hit it, though. It's not even necessarily that I'm always on some Jesus stuff. It's like I'm always on some serious stuff more than anything. Serious inquiries only. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this is serious business. Mm-hmm. This is life and death. Yep. Even pro- when it don't look like it. Even when it don't <laughs> look like it, it's life and death. This man was... In much need, mm-hmm. no different than the other people who were in much need in the Bible. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The reason why we disregard him is because we see he has what we consider everything. everything. Yeah. But no, this man was hurting. This man was in need. Who's going to help him? 
who gonna see beyond his riches, see beyond the fancy stuff that he had, and know this man yeah. was still. That's what Christ is about, and so that's why Jesus immediately turned to his disciples and he used him as an example. He let him go away. He went away with all his great possessions. And Jesus said, how difficult will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? The disciples were amazed by this. And it says, Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. There's not no slight against rich people. Once again, if you think that, you're not understanding the scripture. What he's saying is, how hard is it for somebody who trusts in themselves to trust in me? Mm-hmm. Or someone who has so much to lose who isn't willing to give it to me. How hard is it for somebody who has so much to lose to gain so much? Mm-hmm. Do you- Mm-hmm. I don't even see what I'm trying to gain as great if I see what I have as greater. Mm-hmm. This is why people struggle. Young people especially struggle with connecting with God because they want him to come and help their agenda. Come help me in my thing that I got set up here. It's, yeah. it's pretty great. It's just I hit a wall. Right. I need you to come help I need me this out. One little, yeah. No, that's not the way God works. He says, well, you have to cast all that you have to the side mm-hmm. and say, I need you to come and build it all up brand new. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to add an addition to this home. I need you to raise it Destroy and then raise it. it. Build a whole new one. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I need you to put me in a greater position and I'm willing to give everything I am for what I could be. Mm-hmm. Could is the main word there. Yeah. I, it, this is where we're at. And then it, it's impossible. I'm just like the rich young ruler because I wasn't rich, but I I held something tightly. Yeah. I held on to something precious. Mm-hmm. that wasn't that precious. Mm-hmm. I held on to an idea of me that wasn't that great. I held on to an idea of my reputation. It wasn't that great. <laughs> Nobody even know it but you. It'd be only you. We head. be holding on to dreams and aspirations that compared to what God is trying to do to us and for us and through us mm. ain't that great. Mm. We be holding on to the idea of who we think we should be, which pales in comparison to the idea of who God wants us to be. Holding on to things that ain't that great never allows us to get what is great. And people sing songs and say, I want greater. Greater is coming to me. Only time greater is coming to you is when you're coming to greater saying, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. When are you going to, when are we going to really lay it all on the table and say, you know what? I don't want anything else but you. That's where we're going to start to see the true benefits of being a Christian, mm-hmm. which is the work. When you love the work, then the work gets to work you, and then you can get the work. Mm -hmm. He missed it. And they said, the disciples were exceedingly astonished, and they said, then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. 
all things are possible. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is put ourselves in a position where we take no connection to the humanity and connect ourselves with God. All things possible through God, but I have to give up the man part of me to engage with God. Mm -hmm. Which is something unpredictable. Something we don't know where it'll lead to. This is why my life is so fulfilling at this stage is because I am starting to give up the idea of me, the idea of success, the idea of aspirations, the idea of even how I thought I would engage with the world, even my idea of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Hold none of that tightly. Give it all up and say, God, you show me. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm serious about this. I want it so bad that I want it even if it's not my way. What does that giving up look like to you, though, when we talk about this? It looks like this podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It looks like those nights talking with your roommate. Mm -hmm. It looks like those nights praying for people you don't even know. It looks like those nights studying the word till you have something to give to somebody else. It looks like it's those nights where you give up Netflix for word, for prayer, for fasting. Do you say when we begin to operate like Christ, who spent the majority of his life about his father's business Mm -hmm. because he was serious. Even at 13, they went to go find him, couldn't find him. Where would your parents look for you if you were lost? His parents went to the synagogue. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even now, if I'm missing, there's a certain place that people are going to go look. And it ain't the place they would have looked if I was 23. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This shows what we're serious about. Mm -hmm. And we got to get serious about it because it's... It becomes, the more serious it is to us, the more we're able to help people. Mm -hmm. I miss so many opportunities to help people because I was like, it's not that serious. Mm -hmm. I miss so many opportunities to help people because I was like, I deserve a break today. (laughs) Or even like you said, with your fears, I'm scared of being wrong. Scared of being wrong. Scared of being put out there. Inappropriate. Scared of being alone. Mm -hmm. Scared of being ridiculed. Mm -hmm. Scared of... People thinking that I'm not cool when I never was cool, never in not one (laughs) millisecond of my life encompassed cool. That's what these Christians need to hear, though, because I just feel like they don't get it. Like, I see people all the time that I grew up in church with. I'm like, you're still not cool. Like, I know you've been trying. But you you still aren't like you're 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 better off doing Everything still here's the thing. Just to, as we close it out, everything's still non-committal for a lot of people. You're not alone. But guess what? You will commit when you want it more than what you have. Mm-hmm. When you want to not commit, it's because you trying to find a scenario in which you get to retain who you are and have what you want. That's what it means, yeah. That's what it means. I still want me, but I want Jesus in me. I'm not ready for Jesus. 
I'm not ready for them. Mm-hmm. Serious inquiries only. We want our own version. To- we want our own version. As he closed out, they said, Jesus, we left everything to follow you. He said, truly, there's no one who's left house, brother, sister, mother, father, children, land for my sake or the gospel. I want you to understand something. God is wanting you to give up your life for the sake of the gospel. He wants you to give up who you are for the sake of his mission. And if that's not what you want to do. You're going to have to pick up horseback riding or something. <laughs> Christianity is not a resort. It's, church is not a resort. It's you, not. You, you know enough to know that heaven is your home. But you don't know enough to know that earth is not your resort. Earth is not your vacation home. Mm-hmm. It's not your hangout spot. You are away on a mission. And if you do the mission right, you get to go back home with a hero's welcome. You get to hear your father say, well done. Man. You get to hear your father say, well done. My good and faithful servant. Because you gave up. Now. For eternity. You didn't hold so tightly to life. Did life slip through you? He said, unless a man hate his life, he cannot gain it. Unless a man hate his life, he cannot gain it. We have to look back at at, at our lives and say, you know what? I love God, but I still love myself a little too much. Mm -hmm. That's why this podcast is good. Every time we do this, I love myself a little less. Every time we do this, I care about myself a little less. Mm-hmm. Care b- less. I know it's, it's working no, on yeah, you. No, I hear myself talking. I'm like, oh, I sound so stupid. And then you hear somebody say, yo, this really blessed me. It's like, I don't care about myself no more. I don't care how stupid I feel like I sound. It doesn't matter. You're trading in what you thought was great for something that is great to someone else. Mm-hmm. You're trading in what you feel comfortable in to be comfortable for someone else. Mm -hmm. You're making yourself uncomfortable for the sake of somebody else. There's a power in that. And God never gets to really, we never really get the benefits of God until we are in that state of mind. I hope you guys got something out of this. I'm blessed by it. I will tell you this, serious inquiries only is what you need to be thinking about. You need to be like, am I serious about my inquiring of God? Am I serious about my engagement with God? If I'm not, I need to find a way to get there. Any last thoughts, Antoinette? You said it all. All right, we're out.